ho, ho, what's good, podcasters? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts, My Pain Sports Podcast. Week 9 of the NFL is in the books. And man, let me tell you, that shit went completely opposite of what I thought it was going to go. <laughs> man, I'm going to give y'all those, those stats and those scores, the top four games. We're going to get y'all who the new uh, big doghouse this week. And we maybe have a new leader in this prediction pool. <laughs> We're going to let y'all know how those predictions turn out. The NBA scores and stats. And I seen somebody that was a 30, did a 30 play last night. Is he a 30 player or what? <laughs> We're going to talk about it. But let's get straight into these daggone scores of week nine of the NFL. The Jets and the Colts. The Colts came out on top 45 to 30. The Ravens and the Vikings, my boys came away in overtime, 34-31. The Browns and the Bengals, the Browns showed who was the top of the Ohio, 41-16. The Broncos and the Cowboys, the Broncos upset the Cowboys, 30-16. The Texans and the Dolphins, the Dolphins got that, 17-9. The Falcons and the Saints, the Falcons came away with that one, 27-25. The Raiders and the Giants, the Giants got that one, 23-16. The Pats and the Panthers, the Pats got that one, 24-6. Bills and Jaguars, the Jaguars came away, 9-6. Chargers and the Eagles, the Chargers got that one, 27-24. The Packers and the Chiefs, the Chiefs barely escaped, 13-7. The Cards and the 49ers, the Cards got that one, 31-17. The Rams and the Titans, the Titans Got that one without my man King Henry, 28-16. And last night, the Steelers overcome the Bears barely. And um, I kind of forgot that score. Give me one second and I can give you that score. But uh, that was a very interesting week. Very, very. Oh, the uh, Steelers and the Bears finished off. The Steelers on top, 29-27. Like I said, they Barely got away. So, this week, man, I, I swear, I did not expect the Bills to lose to the Jaguars. I did not expect the the Saints lose to the Falcons. The Giants beat the Raiders. And I did not expect the Browns. No, I, the Browns and the Bengals was a toss-up game. The Broncos and the Cowboys. I did not expect the Broncos to come out on top on that one. I thought the the goddamn Cowboys was, was the team to beat. I thought they was a super caliber, uh, Super Bowl caliber team, man. But I guess not. They don't look like it to me. But uh, let's get straight to these top four games, man. Because the Bengals and the Browns is up first. And I said that was the battle of, of Ohio. And the Browns got that in the first round. Because <laughs> the Browns came out swinging. They, they, they came out punching the Bengals to say that, remember that y'all are the team that belongs in the basement, not us. And that's exactly what the goddamn going Browns, uh, yeah, the Browns showed. Mayfield was a little bit better than, um, Barrel, only in the touchdown-wise. Yards-wise, uh, Barrel got that one, but Mayfield was 14 for 21, 218, two touchdowns. Joe Burrow was 28 for 40, 282, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Woo! That shows that one quarterback is ready and one quarterback wasn't. 
And then another question I had asked was, can the Browns overcome the drama and get out the basement? OBJ who? Who is that guy right now Cleveland is pretty much saying? They said, we don't need you, dog. We don't need you to keep whining and crying every time we don't pass you the ball. You ain't got your dad hitting us up, Tombo. I'm uh, Baker Mayfield hating. <laughs> Man. But the Browns always look good without OBJ. You know what I mean? So that's it's not a surprise that they did. It's just now that you don't have to keep keying and focusing on uh, OBJ anymore. You can spread the ball around. You got Peoples Jones. You got Jarvis Landry. You got multiple tight ends. You got uh, good running backs. And, and I kept telling everybody that OBJ is not a good fit for the Browns. He just, he's he he needs to be the primary wide receiver. He needs to have, uh, get thrown to at least 10 times a game. He has to. That, that just in his nature. You know, and... At first, everybody thought Jarvis Landry was going to open up for OBJ and all this other good shit. But as you can see, it didn't work out at the, what, three years, two years, three years. Because they did one year with Freddie Kitchen. So, you know, time to move on. Oh, I'm pretty sure OBJ is going to find a good stop. Um, There's it's, it's some good teams out here. I don't know if they're going to be Super Bowl caliber teams. But it, there's some good teams for this man. I believe he could produce for them. Now, once he get on that team, I believe he, he has to make the best of every aspect that he that he has. He has to play good. He has to show up good. He has to make the team look good, better than they did before. All that. Because I believe if OBJ doesn't... I'm not saying that he... This will be his last stop. The NFL won't want him no more because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a team out there that wants him. But I believe that he has to make a good audition for the rest of the season for him to be in somebody's training camp next year. I That's just my opinion. You know, man, I, I, I would hate to see a good wide receiver waste his talent and just vanish out of the NFL all because he can't, number one, have good attitude. Number two, he can't fit in the system. And then number three, he's a young black man. <laughs> you know, it, it, not trying to play uh, the race card of that, but typically when you have a young, angry black man, they don't last long in the NFL. And then they'll find somebody else that can replace them, that can almost have the same attributes. Because trust me, there's nobody else going to be like OBJ. You know, but if there's somebody else that can come close to him and that's going to be able to fit into that system and do what they want and maybe pay less. So that's all I got to say about the Bengals and the Rams. The Titans and the Rams. Can the Titans run without Henry? They really didn't have to because that defense stepped up. That defense showed the Rams that we don't want to hear that y'all are the number one team or potentially be number one team in the NFC because right now they are that number one team in the AFC. That can be your final Super Bowl teams, whether people kind of looking past it or not. You know, I particularly don't think that's going to be your Super Bowl teams, but it can be. And they show that 
one team has a little bit better the defense, or at least that night that the Titans had a better defense than the Rams. Because, you know, the Rams, they have a solid D. Once Von Miller gets there, they have an outside linebacker, they have interior, and they have a corner that, that can play with the best. Jalen Ramsey always shows um, he can show up and play against top receivers. It's just that he has nobody else to play on the other side of him. And I think that's one of the Rams' downfall. They have a scary defense, but if you have a, a set game plan like what the Titans had, they had a set game plan that the Rams can be exposed and beat and show that the Cardinals are still on top of the NFC North. I mean, in the NFC period, not just the NFC North, they're not even in the NFC North, but they still on top of the NFC. Because the Packers lost, and now the Rams lost, and then the Cardinals won. They they still got that one loss against the Packers. So, Cardinals still number one in the NFC. And then can the Titans stay number one, which I just said that yes. Because that defense set them up to be number one in the, in the, in the AFC this year. I mean, well, for right now. But, as I keep saying that my homeboy Kenny told me, don't crown the AFC champ yet. <laughs> Don't do you really want to be number one right now? It looks like uh whoever team gets hot and stay hot towards the end of the season can be your AFC champ. So because you see every other week we got a new number one AFC. Uh so you know, Tennessee, be careful. <laughs> be very, very careful. You don't want to be claiming that AFC spot and you come down late in the season and the Ravens or the Bills, you know, come away and get hot at the right time and sneak away and take away that number one spot. So be careful. <laughs> Man, the Packers versus the Chiefs. That game showed me that the Chiefs are not the team to be scared of this year because the Packers, without Aaron Rodgers, still threw up seven points. Their defense still held Kansas City to 13. I believe this is the second week that the Packers' defense held uh, a high shooting, a high scoring team to to be in the teens. They held Arizona to a low scoring, and now they had held Kansas City to a low scoring. Now, don't get me wrong, Kansas City ain't that explosive team they was last year and the year before. But at any given moment, the Chiefs probably can get hot. And if they got the right matchups, they can exploit you. So, but the Packers was able to hold them, or hold them, to a low score and almost came to the opportunity to, to win the game. So, you know, it, it's, it's not all bad shots around there in the Packers. Because, you know, Love was 19 for 34, 190 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. You know what I mean? Pat Mahomes was 20 from 37, 166, one touchdown. So besides that late interception that Love threw uh, late in the game to try to go win the game, they almost kind of balanced a little bit. But you also, you know, what can what save Love also is that um, the Packers have a good running game. They have a good two running back system. And Dylan and uh, Aaron Jones. 
So that was another way that the Packers was able to stay in the game. And like I mentioned in the beginning, that their defense is stepping up for the last couple of weeks. So if the Packers can have a consistent defense, then maybe they can get Aaron Rodgers back whenever. Hopefully he don't get suspended or however, whatever this uh, COVID protocol shit is. But if they can stay consistent and that defense can stay consistent, the Packers could be one scary team. <laughs> Do you really want to face Aaron Rodgers in the, in the face-off duel, really? With anybody? That's including the Buccaneers, too. So, we shall see how this protocol is, and we shall see how the Packers will succeed down the end of the season. And one thing, Kurt, we neck and neck again, my man. <laughs> Welcome to that two-loss column. Yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about. If the world doesn't know what I'm talking about, talking about this bet that we have, that which team will have the better record at the end of the season, the Packers or the Ravens. So right now, net to net, nice, nice, nice view. And Ken A, holler at you in the back, home boy. I seen the rear view mirror though. Steelers did come up with that little lucky ass win against the Bears. But right now, don't even worry about the Packers. Speaking of my boys, man, the Vikings versus the Ravens, man. And the first question was, how do we look after the bye week? I'm going to go ahead and say it. We look suspect. That defense, man. Woo! It's a lot of holes. Shout out to Josh Bonds, the uh, interior linebacker for the Ravens, because you held your own, my man. You showed what a middle linebacker is supposed to do. You came away with 12 solo tackles. That's what's up. <laughs> that is what's up, my man. Keep on balling out there, man, because hopefully Patrick Queen can, can follow your footsteps or whatever method you did to overcome to get back on this team and, and progress and show that you are a better linebacker than you was a couple years ago with us. You're not just a special teamers, man. You are, you are a legit interior linebacker, man, and you've been stepping up. So shout out to that man. But, yeah, we look suspect other than that, man. Our, our DB's, Averitt, still looks like he's gullible. Still, you know what I mean? We can hide him but at certain cases, but if teams really want to, they can just go ahead and pick on this man all day long. Um, We still letting these big run games pop off. My man Cook had popped off at 66. Actually, Cook almost had 100 yards in the first quarter. If the Vikings would have not stopped running the ball, I believe Cook could have got over a hundred yards early. But I don't believe he. I don't believe he pulled out a hundred. If he did, it was late in the game and barely. But that man almost had a hundred yards in the uh, first quarter. See so now, that's what killed the Vikings that they stopped running. They put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands too much because Kirk Cousins was seventeen from twenty-eight. Um. And that's not going to really cut it. After you was already uh, was running the ball in the beginning of the uh, game, you got to keep running that ball, man. You have to. Sorry, you got to keep running. That? You have to keep running. If you don't keep running, then it's eventually that uh, you're going to come down to the predicament that you got yourself in by letting the Ravens keep coming back. Uh, keep running and keep playing backyard football because, you know, like I said, uh, Kirk Cousins was 17 for 28, 
187 yards, two touchdowns. LJ was 27 for 41, 266, three touchdowns, two interceptions. But he also had 120 rushing yards. So that's what I mean about that backyard football. Y'all let LJ just do what he want. Now, it helped us. It kept us in the game. But at the same time, if teams wants to try to limit the Ravens, you're going to have to kind of limit uh, Lamar Jackson. You can't let this man still throw over 40 times and rush over 120 rushing yards. So, uh, that was one of the main reasons why the Ravens came back. And then now, the Vikings got to kind of stay hard to stay in the playoff hope this week. I mean, playoff uh, hunt. Got to hope you can make the playoffs. Now you got to kind of just win your division. And uh, you got to kind of almost win out. Because losing six games right now, and I think the Vikings is easily can flip their record. I think the Vikings can be six and three instead of three and six. They keep on losing these close games, and they get out of their uh, game plan a little bit. They let teams dictate them on how... Their offense is going to go instead of letting the, instead of the Vikings just imposing their will. I think if the Vikings imposed their will, the Vikings would be a scary team. So, and that said, man, I'm welcome LJ Lamar Jackson back into the doghouse. No, I'm not being biased, and no, I don't care what you say. Look what the man is doing. This man has to be leading the MVP race because. He's the most valuable player to his team right now. Don't get me wrong. We've seen uh, this type of quarterbacking before with Michael Vick. But I solely believe that if um, Joe Flacco was still our quarterback or any other quarterback besides Lamar Jackson, some of these comeback wins that we have, I don't think that we can get. I think it's Lamar Jackson is the reason why. We have so many comebacks. And come and he had what? Uh what three this year, four this year now? That you are down double digits and you come back and win? So if that's not deserving to be big doghouse, I don't know what is. So Lamar Jackson, welcome back to Big Doghouse this week. <laughs> you deserve it. Now, if anybody feels any different, man, hey, you know where to find me. <laughs> man, let's get to this NBA action, man. Let's, no, oh, before I get there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Predictions. Predictions. My bad. <laughs> this week, predictions, man, my wife led the way. She had the best record this week. She, she came out eight and six. So shout out to my wife, Katie, baby. I knew I taught you right. <laughs> you make me proud. <laughs> but nah, man. But everybody else was either 7 7 or 6 8. I was 7 7. Deshaun was 6 8. Kenny was 7 7. Mike 7 7. Travis 7 7. Kurt 6 8. Like I said, my wife was 8 6. My uh, brother Marty was 6 8. And, and Ty was 6 8. <laughs> so you was either 8 8, 6 and, uh, uh, 7 7, 6 8. And whew, right now, I believe that um, me and Deshaun is tied 
for first place right now. So, Deshaun, I got you. I told you I was going to come back. And I got you, boo boo. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, there ain't nothing to brag about. You know, time, time is not a good thing. I'd rather hold the first place by myself. You feel me? But, uh, yeah. So, shout out to these, but, uh, my guys, man. Guys, girls, for keep participating, man. Like I said, man, we, we getting there. We getting there. I'll make sure I send y'all y'all uh records to y'all to y'all phones and all that. Um, NBA action now. <laughs> Last night NBA actions, we had the Hornets and the Lakers. The Lakers came away with that one in overtime, one twenty six to one twenty three. My man AD had thirty two points. Melo had twenty nine points off the bench. But the Lakers, man, gotta start playing better defense. That's the only way we're gonna come out this West. We can score with the best, but keep on letting these other teams score with us. It's going to keep coming to overtime, and you're going to get tired. The Knicks and the 76ers, the Knicks got that one, uh, 103-96. Uh, Randall had 31 points. There was no Joel Embiid, so I'm pretty sure the Sixers had a hard time. The Nets and the Bulls, the Bulls got that one, 118-95. The Rosen had 28 points. The uh, Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies got that one, 125 to 118. Morant had 33 points. The Pelicans and the Mavs. Mavs got that one, 108 to 92. Luka had 25 points. The Heat and the Nuggets. The Nuggets got that one, 113 and 96. Will Barton had 25 points. Let me tell you about this game, man. Last night, uh, uh, Djokovic was... We're shooting about half court or so. And Morris, one of the Morris twins, came up, gave him a nice little check. Nothing too too harsh in my eyes. And as Morris was walking away, the Joker came in, pretty much laid the shoulder and and uh Morris back, man, and laid him out. Had that man laid on the ground for a minute. And uh yes, that is a dirty play. Is he a dirty player? Nah, I'm not gonna say that. Is he probably frustrating that he get it? You know, he get whacked a lot. He getting all these fouls, then nobody calls him. I get it, but you gotta also think, man. You you a big guy. You are most likely bigger than everybody on the court. So you're going to get some smacks that people just not gonna call, or the refs is not gonna call. But and you in the NBA, my man. So you should be used to this shit by now. For you to actually go full speed at somebody and they're not looking at you, it's a dirty play, my man. I deserve you should. I believe you should uh, be suspended for a couple games and fine. And that should take you out the MVP race. You know, what I mean that. I think that would be a, a punishment that would uh, succeed. I mean, live up to expectations to everybody to let you know, man. You can't be the most valuable player and be dirty. Nah, Doug. It's not how it, that's not how it should go. But, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not saying that uh, Jokovic is a dirty player. He's not a dirty player. He just did a dirty play. And you should get penalized for doing that dirty play. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, The Warriors and the Hawks. The Warriors got that 127-113 behind Chef Curry. 51 over 50 points. I'm sorry. 
50 points. Now that's the MVP right there. Shorty is my man is balling. And Clay Thompson is not back yet. So that the Warriors are going to be scary. And then we got the uh Suns and the Kings. The Suns came away with that 109 to 104. Um and Devin Booker led the way with 18 points. Balanced scoring for the uh Suns. And we know Harrison Barnes still balling down there with the Kings. So that was pretty much good games. It was all around good games last night in the NBA. Don't forget tonight we got the Bucks and the 76ers, the Hawks and the Jazz, the Blazers and the Clippers. I like the Bucks over the 76ers. I I'm gonna take the Hawks over the Jazz, even though I think the Jazz is still gonna win. But I'm gonna take the Hawks. And I like the Blazers over the Clippers. So Bucks, Hawks, Blazers. They go my team that I'm picking for the NBA tonight, man. And uh before I let y'all go, man, as always, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for even sharing my podcast. Because, you know, y'all always know that's the next thing I'm going to say, man, is share the podcast. Let people know that My Thoughts, My Pain, Swiss Podcast is out here, man. And by you doing that, you also helping me out. You know what I mean? So hit that share button. Let them know that we out here. We out here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and Breaker. I'm out here. You know what I mean? And while you doing that, man, uh, hit, follow my uh, IG page at my th, uh, ts, my opinion, underscore sports podcast. My bad. I had a little brain fart. So that's my thts. My opinion, underscore sports podcast. If you ain't on IG, you can follow me on Twitter at my THTS, my opinion. And then um, if you want to get on the segment, I mean, you want a segment you want me to talk about or you simply just want to get on the show, holler at me on my Gmail account at my THTS, my opinion at gmail.com. You know, holler at your boy. You feel like you want to go stab him, stab Let's do it. I got it. I got my stats. Have your stats. <laughs> and man, like I said, man, thank y'all for tuning in to my thoughts, my opinion, sports podcast, man. I holler at y'all this Thursday when I give out my predictions and what's going on in the NFL and the NBA. And hopefully I can be number one in this prediction again. Because if you're not first, you're last. Shake and bake, baby. I holler at y'all.